1: and 365-day returns. From a land far, far away where success is a long shot
0: and the struggle really is real, comes a voice from the depths of the concrete, the bowels of the BX, a voice that can't be silenced, here to share his positivity. Welcome to the Hope of the Hood Podcast. Guys, welcome back to Hope of the Hood Thank you so much for tuning in this week Thank you so much for subscribing Make sure if you're not subscribed To subscribe, rate, review Leave a comment uh, Shout out to Acast. You can find us A-Cast.com forward slash Hope of the Hood it's Your boy My week was kind of It was kind of uh, crazy I must say A lot of things happening uh, a lot of things holding on. I don't really have much to talk about. I, I don't want to really let the cat out the bag, the cat out the hat. But I will say we have um, white chocolate coming up this Thursday at Union Hall, 10 p.m. Fire lineup. Me and uh, Christy Cello with a very funny bunch. We got the hype man, David Ray Martinez. Ooh, ooh. We'll be in the building. Get your tickets now. Uh also, will be at Caroline's on Wednesday for Molly Austin's uh, On The Run Tour uh, show at Caroline's, 7.30. I'll be there. Christy will be there. Molly Austin will be there. Sydney uh, Washington and Marie Faustin will all be in the building. And then after that, the after party is at 302 Broom Street. Better days. Make sure you pull up. You know the shit's popping. And uh, what else is going on? Friday, I'll be at the secret loft check that out and those are all the updates this week we have a very interesting guest his name is cortez he's a battle rapper one of my favorites he's from new york he's from brooklyn we talk about everything uh from growing growing up in brooklyn to seeing it change and get gentrified over the years we talked about just like you know different routes he took not giving up, the hood being behind them uh, We talk about so much stuff But one of the things that I, I loved about this interview Was it, it showed the range Of someone, not only from the hood But like a hip-hop dude It uh, shows like, you know Not only do you know about street stuff But you also might know about abacuses You know, because I didn't know what abacus was Until I heard it in one of his raps And, and we spoke about that So, guys, I uh, hope you enjoyed This interview With Cortez you can follow him on Instagram at Cortez underscore HSP. Enjoy the interview. Peace.
1: We all New Yorkers here, right? Yeah, he's from, he from so, Jersey, right? So, so who's been to the Statue of Liberty? Never. Never you. Never you been to Statue of Liberty.
0: <laughs> but he be reading books. He's different. So he's he's you know, a really, he's a different type of thing. If liquor. you've
1: never been to Statue of Liberty, the closest New York has been is the ferry. It's the ferry, the ferry yeah. drives right by. Like sails right by it. So you be super lit, you get there and that's the closest I've been to it. You from are you from Brooklyn or you from Best Out. Okay. Best eye Brooklyn. Best stop Best I. I only been out there like two years. In Staten Island. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. how was it like growing
0: up in BK for you? Like what was it like for, really? for young
1: young Cortez? It the... was real. Like super real. Like, you know what I mean? Like the, the era that I grew up on um in um in Brooklyn you talk about the late 80s, 90s, early 2000s. So there's a whole bunch of like Mexicans moving into to New York at the time. Mm-hmm. You know all the Puerto Ricans, I'm over there on Murder Wave, you you got Bushwick, you got Best Style, We run that whole shit. And then at the same time, you know, we got the we got the blacks and there's no white people. And now I go to the hood <laughs> and there's nothing but white people. You feel what I'm saying? Like, it's like a whole 360, everything. Like, the Chinese spot that was like no one would go to now is like a fucking tofu vegan spot <laughs> that everyone goes to. I'm like, yo, man, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, the bodega that I grew up on is now a, a, a fucking art store. Like, it's crazy. That's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. The lot where we used to play in and flip on mattresses is a bar now, Your sports bar. You know? So, it's crazy. It's a good thing. You know, you see the community come up, mm-hmm. but. You know that vibe is not there no more. It doesn't feel like home. You got old friends that, you, that yeah, still yeah, live, the whole hood. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that like live that, like right that, in the mix of it. Yeah, yeah. I still got like close, close, close family and friends that still live in the hood. You know, so when I pull up, it's like different. You yeah. know what I mean? And then I tell my son, you know what I mean? And I try to tell him, he be like, "Yo, this this don't look like nothing like Murder Ave. This ain't Murder Ave. <laughs> like you got to realize, Myrtle was really called Murder Ave. at one time." You understand, we there used to be a train station. The M train used to extend all the way from Bushwick and Knickerbock and all that all the way to downtown to um to Flatbush, like right to the end of downtown Brooklyn. So I knew my history. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So when we came up with the Homer Murder Ave thing, it was a whole thing around it. Like there were OGs of us that were called the Myrtle Boys. And you know, and they would hold it down and they was like a little gang. So when we were just following behind them and we all rapped. So, you know, but now going back it's like it's completely different. Fights every day. I got suspended like eleven times in fourth grade. All types of crazy shit. Like, I'm blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be able to mature and see the difference. You know, I see both sides. So it's dope.
0: So you saying there's like
1: a lot of gluten free going on over there now? Yeah, a lot of gluten free. (laughs) A lot of bar hopping. A lot of a lot of uh, of brunch. Yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) Yo, that should have bug you out. But
0: does that shit ever bug you out? Because I what was I yesterday? I was somewhere in the city walking around. Or, nah, I forgot. I was somewhere. It wasn't around my way. And they had the little... You know when they got the restaurant, but the shit be... They be eating outside. And yeah, I, I always little, look
1: little, at... The little things outside.
0: Yeah, like niggas really be outside. Like, yo, you could just slap a nigga fucking while like eating his <laughs> green peas or some shit. And I'm like, yo, these niggas is really say Comfortable. I couldn't even picture myself eating on the outside of a spot. Nigga, I... Was, I see a nigga walk by, yo, what up? Like, even if we cool, I'm vibing. Like, I don't want to talk to you while I'm trying to eat some salmon, some overpriced shit. Like, come on, man. All right, so like, what did you do before you you jumped into battle rap?
1: Um, what was you up to? Um, early, early on, of course, you know the street thing. You know what I mean? Um, dabbled, dabbled with it a little bit, but then you know, um, I had my son at an early age. I had my son at 19, and um. You know what I mean? Like, I just try to get 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 my things in order. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, I actually was working. Like, um right after 9-11, um, the airport had opened up and they had the TSA and all that stuff. And mm. I I applied for them. My mom to kick me out. I was in the street. I had no place to go. You know what I mean? I had my son on the way and my mom was like, here, apply for this job and I'm done with you. You know what I mean? Because I wasn't listening and wasn't doing what I'm supposed to do. And I passed it. I was always smart though. So when I passed it, I got a high score on the exam and I ended up getting a job, ended up getting like a supervisor job at, at LaGuardia Airport. I worked there for like nine years. Damn. But I grinded. While I was working there, I was making good money too, especially for a nineteen, twenty year old I ended and you up got having,
0: security and shit. Yeah, I had benefits. my family. son was
1: taken care of. And at the same time, it was a set shift. I will only work like twelve to eight all the time. So I was able to still do the music, you know what I mean? But it was a grind, bro. Mm. Like, like Anyone that ever worked with me, anyone that's They always knew how obsessed I was with this. So I'll always be writing raps on my lunch break. I'll be writing raps whenever I had some downtime. You know what I mean? I was cool. I, I was always chill. Like Mad females in the airport fucked with me. You know what I mean? Mad niggas in the, in the airport fucked with me. So it was just like, everyone knew I could rap. Everyone knows cool. You know what I mean? I was just the, the chill dude at the job. but. I was that nigga, you know what I mean. When it came to rap, and then I would just go do shows, go to open mics, leave from work, change, and just go straight out there. You know what I mean? Really put the grind and get home from the studio six, seven in the morning to wake up at ten to be at work at twelve. Like sleep three hours. You know what I mean? And then um, the battles I didn't even expect it like that. Like you know what I mean? Like I went to Fat Beats one time and I battled like ten dudes, and one day, yeah, one day, it was for DJ Vlad. And um, he had a a, a, a Machiavelli like competition for Machiavelli Club, Some crazy shit. Mm. I won that shit. Well, I didn't win. I actually made it to the end. I lost because I couldn't freestyle. Mm. And then, but I was clearly the best rapper. Mm-hmm, mm. And some dude had the footage on his phone from that day, from one of the earlier battles that I had. He put it on YouTube. I didn't, I wasn't familiar with YouTube. I wasn't familiar with none of that. And um, it went viral. And the dude that I battled in that little clip ended up being a 106 in part champion. So when he was on his grind, people would go search him. My battle would pop up. Right, right, right. And then people was like, who's this dude? Because I killed him. So they was like, wait a minute, who's him? And then from there, people reached out. And then I ended up getting on grind time. And then rest in peace, my guy, PH. I ended up doing that. And then I ended up being on smack URL. Mm-hmm. And then once that happened, it was just, it's either go. You know what I mean? go time. Like, you got to get it now. And from there, like, I haven't tr- I haven't looked back. You know what I mean? I haven't worked in the last, like, eight years. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was just like, it pays good money. You know, I'm able to do what I love for a living. And I feel like I put in that work. You know, I was working and, and rapping for the last seven, eight years before that. You know, like, really putting in that work. So, you know, eventually you reap those benefits. And I feel like I've, I've been able to see the world, travel the world. I've battled in, in all over the world. So, it's a blessing to me. You know what I'm saying? Let me rewind for a minute.
0: So, I'm a comedian or whatever. So, like, I like before I was, like, really moving, 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 which I'm just starting to move a little bit, but, like, I used to host open mics, right? hmm I'm talking about not just, like, all arts. You got poet niggas. You got rappers. You got... So, before that, I never even knew that rappers... I didn't know that dudes that had a rap was, like, going... To the same places that dudes that was doing comedy or spoken word or other, these other uh, venues. Yeah, so I'm like, boom! But then, like, they would always be the dudes that stand out more, because it's something about the hustle. Like, I have this one dude, my man um, Uni, Uni from he from the Bronx. So um-p? I would see Matt. Nah, nah, not Uni. Um, Uni, my mm-hmm. bad. Uni, Uni G, young dude. I would see mad dudes come through you know, rappers, whatever, trying to get on, just like rapping, whatever, whatever. But son took this shit so seriously, like he would treat it like he was signed. Mm-hmm. Like this nigga come through, put a, his own cutout on the stage. <laughs> well, he, he would have like, and then he would do, the other thing that I peeped that he would do was he would have, he would get other other rappers together. He would like rent out a venue he would be like, "Yo, boom! I'm gonna give you X amount of dollars off for whatever ticket you sold. so to have an incentive for the person to bring their friends. Yeah, I'm gonna give you cut off the ticket. And then, you know, he would headline his own show. He would probably call somebody in, like a like a graph or a Fred the Godson to close it out or yeah. whatever. But I would see dude being so proactive that I would be like, "Yo, no matter no matter it's like no matter even if you don't like a dude, as far as you like what he's doing,
1: because
0: you see so many people doing it." So, even the fact that you, like, before the smack and all of, all of that, you was going out of, like, I do comedy. I don't, that's all I do, which is crazy to me. Because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I get paid, I be like, what?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Y'all pay me to talk shit? Like, I just talk shit. Like, y'all right. actually, you know what I mean? But then it's, like, the work that you put in.
1: Over those years. But it's the shit. Back now. But
0: before the smack, the work that you was putting in. At the, before the airport, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's broke. like
1: whenever you write broke sleeping in the studio, uh, 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 uh sharing a, a fucking bacon egg and cheese mm-hmm. with your with your engineer, and y'all both ain't got nothing to do, so y'all just in a hot ass room with your mic on and you're trying to record, and there's no AC, there's no, Those times right there, those those years of working for free is just to not only build your character but also to show how hard. You're going to go for what you want or what you believe in and how far you willing to go. You know, um, when you're 21 years old and you're 20 years old, everybody's rapping. Yeah. Once 25 hits, a couple dudes fall off. A couple dudes get jobs. A couple dudes get a girlfriend. A couple dudes have a kid. Some dudes do bids. They fade off. I mean the jail time people bits, too. You know what I mean? And then and then and then and then and then you and then by the time you put in your work and maybe you start getting in your late twenties or whatever, then you really have something to talk about too as an artist. Yeah. You know, I felt like when I was younger, yeah, I could rap all day. Yeah, the racking the systems and the rack the prisons and the racking the but I'm not saying anything. Now I feel like I'm at a point where it's like, yo, like I can give you substance. I can give you something that you might take home and, and actually apply to and still have some bars in there and have some fly shit to say, you know? And, and it's much more appreciated, you know? Like, when I leave New York and I go do something out of town, like, I take it very serious and I appreciate these opportunities because I know I'm not rich. I'm well known. I'm, I'm well respected, but we're not rich. So by the time you start getting to thirty five, and times you start getting to forty, you might have to go back to that lifestyle. You feel what I'm saying, or you might have to get something in the industry, and you might not be a rapper. You mm-hmm. might be plugged in, though. You might become a an exec. You might become a, a personality, something. Right. You know, it. But you get your foot in that game, and you appreciate what you get to see because you never know when when you know you never know when there's gonna be another ticket like that, and you're doing something that you love that not a lot of people do. Most people do not do what they love for a living. Yeah. So you have to like treat it that way. And if you treat it that way, I feel like the karma comes back to you in a positive way. You know, and that's that's what's always keeping me humble. That's what always keeps me with good relationships with people and building with people and you know like I just continue to stay relevant like 8 9 years into this whether it's just battle rap or whether it's music or whatever whatever it is you will hear something that I'm doing. And, and you know what I mean? Not a lot of people can do that. People get hot and fade out. Then another dude comes, he gets hot, and he fades out. So for me to be able to coast through the eras, like, it's a blessing. Yo, but how did Young
0: Cortez, right? Before battle rap, before anything. Like, how did Young... Because even for me, I'd be like, nigga, if you told me... like, People go, yo, so how do you get this confidence? How do you know? Like, how are you so... And I'm like, honestly, yo, like, I never thought, like, growing up, I never thought, like, I always wanted to do this, you know what I mean, comedy, but I, I never, because I look around where I'm at, I look around everybody that's around, so I'm kind of judging how far I can go off of that. So that shit made me lean into doing dumb shit where it's like, because there's no, I didn't really see nothing in it. So what made you at a young, as a young dude, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we do the regular hood shit that every hood nigga do that's out there. But what made you be like, yo, I'm a... Because like you said, nigga, you know how many niggas... There's always one nigga on your block that got bars. Like the, the hardest bars than anybody else. Then you go back like, yo, what's son doing? Oh, this nigga doing a bit. or this nigga. Like you said, all of the things you just mentioned. I so what like ma- what, 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 enough, what gives you that, though?
1: I feel like um, I was always cocky. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. My cockiness was crazy. You know what I mean? Because when I went to school, I knew how to fight. I could play ball. I got fly, mm-hmm. and the bitches just fucked with me. I've always felt like I was that dude when I walk in the room. I was the, I, I chilled like, most of my friends in school were morenos. Mm-hmm. So I was the one fly Spanish nigga that was good with everybody. And I cracked jokes and all that, too. So my confidence was up on that. So when I wanted to rap, and I started rapping, and, I, and the first reaction that I got, that people was like, woo, like, yo, son, <laughs> I was like... Kling, like, something just sparked where it was like, oh, nah, I could go hand with this. And my best friend in high school, my man Shay, um he lived in Fort Rockaway, though. He used to come all the way to Brooklyn to the high school, right? And he was like, yo, you know, I make beats on the low. He was like, I record in my crib, but nobody knows. I was like, what? Man, we cut in school. Cut school, went to his crib, recorded. You know, we learning how to make songs. It wasn't making anything crazy, but we had something. And I would go to school every day. I would leave at cut class or even if I stayed in school all day and I got out at three. We'd take the A-train all the way to Fall Rock till fucking till to till, till seven, eight o'clock at night, recording. And then I would get back on the train on the A-train and finish writing whatever I had to write for for, for the bars or whatever. And then get take the A train to the G train to get off at of fucking class and and go and go back home. You know what I'm saying? Like every right. day. So it, And then I would just go home, go to sleep, go to school, do it all over again. And, you know, like, the confidence built from that. You know what I mean? Because then I started selling the little CDs in school right, and, right, right, right. and giving them out. And then it was like, yo, hold on, we type lit. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? So, you know, it, and and... and Then it allowed me to go into my hood, and then everyone in my hood knew I rap. but I was always like, I wouldn't let everybody hear everything, I'd be like, I'm a perfectionist. But then after a while, it was like, dudes be rapping, and I would just jump in the cyphers, and I'd be killing them, and then you become the best dude on your block, then you become the best dude in your hood. And you become the best dude and you're in the you from Best Stop. Yeah. So that's, you Competition know. all day. LG's right there. Marcy's. Right, right, right. Me. You got Clint some of the Hills. best people ever yeah, to yeah, do it, Wayne, it came exactly, from your area. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, you know.
0: So how did, I was about to get into you said confidence. It was crazy because I wrote that down earlier. But it was like, you, like, how, I was going to say how important confidence is. Like, how important is it?
1: Oh, Because that's
0: even true. when you come in, you got to have almost an insane amount of confidence to be like, all right, I'm coming from where Biggie and Hovind numbers am coming from. And I, I got something to say.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and and you learn from it, right? You know what I mean? I mean, I go back. Not now. I, I, I did it all now, but like, you know, there was times where I went back and listened to a whole verse from back then on Big, from, and I get it now. I didn't get it back then. I was too young. You know what I mean? So, my whole confidence was just like, man, if they could do it, I could do it. You know what I mean? They gave me hope. You know what I mean? It wasn't even the Jays and all that. I'm even talking about like just Bleak. Like yeah. I remember playing ball one time and Bleak was in the park on the benches and I didn't know who he was and everyone was like, Yo, son, that's Jay zs man and I'm like, Oh, where and then Bleak came out the next summer. You know what I mean? I remember when they started the Think Big tournament after Big died and everybody went to the park for the Think Big basketball tournament and Mace comes out and Mace is balling and I'm that's just true. sitting there and I'm just watching everything and I'm just soaking it all in. You yeah. know what I mean? So you gotta do it. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to stop being Tell people, you know, excuse my, stop being a pussy. Like, yeah. either you're gonna get it or you're not. You know what I mean? And, and that goes with everything. That's just not just rap. That's like getting money, right. that's getting a job, getting a life. Either you're gonna get a life or you're gonna be a bum. You know what, I mean? what you wanna do? You know what I mean? <clears throat> and and, but that, and that's
0: the vision too, though, because you got, like, I was telling my son the other day, I'm like, yo, you gotta have a vision.
1: got the You gotta
0: see, like you, I'm pretty sure before you even started, you saw in your mind what it would look like for you. Like, yo, if I'm doing it this way,
1: this house gonna look. Yeah, like I remember, I remember me and all my guys, we was, we was, we was drinking, chilling on the corner, smoking, whatever. It's like 30 of us. And they opened up a little, a little lounge in the hood called Overtime. And um, one of the OGs was like, yo, son, let's go in here, my man, run the spot. We could get all y'all in. We was all like. 15, 16, Man. we was like, what? All right, so we went in, and this dude was rapping on stage, and they amped me up. It was like, yo, cool, son, yo, cool, we know you can go up there and kill, us. Yo, cool, we dare you go up there, son, take the mic from son and get crazy with him. I'm like, yo, son, y'all not going to do that for, nah, cool. Yo, she so got a buck right now. You go up there and do that. I, I give you that buck right now. What? Okay. Your dude went up there, man. I just went up on the stage, took the mic from him, disrespected him. Grown man. Took the mic from him, started rapping back at him. The dude looked at me. He was tight. Yeah, He spit back at me. I spit back at him again. And then I had the whole hood with me, so he was kind of punked at the same time. And yeah. He had no wins. If he wanted to pop on me, yeah, it would have yeah, been yeah. nasty for him. And then after that, after that, he was just like, yo, like, like the hood got behind me for that. Yeah. You always got to have that one defining moment. You always got to have that one defining moment where, where, where they all jump behind you and they jump behind me for that. So then from there, I felt more pressure mm. to not let them down. Mm. You understand? And that pushed me even more, I think, like motivating so me So this more. is before the... This is like... This is way before. This is 16, 15 years old. But this is like it's
0: even before my son. So I was about to ask you, because for me, like I can remember certain moments in comedy, right? I think the first time I ever did it, I went to an open mic. I was like, fuck it. I always wanted to do it, but I was like, you know, live it. Nigga, if you would have told me 10 years ago, yo, this is what you're going to do, I'd be like, nigga, get the fuck out of my face. You crazy? Ain't no money in that. Ain't, and not even that there's no money in that. I don't know how to get the money in it. I, and, and it's like, yo, niggas like me from where I'm... Niggas, I don't... I can't visibly... Be like, yo, he's from around my way, and he did it. Yeah. So that's what one of my missions, too, is like, when I'm on late night, nigga, I got on fatigues and Tim's, nigga, so another nigga could look and be like, yo, I don't got to wear a suit, and I don't got to conform to fit into that shit, yeah. right? But my shit was like, I remember the first time I went up, I got to laugh, my nigga. I got a laugh, son, from, strange, from strangers. I got mm-hmm. a couple laughs, but this is from strangers, right? I just went out because, like, I had hit rock bottom, like, yo, this is not that. I hit that point in my life, like, I ain't got no life skills, bro. I'm, like, 28, 29, no mm-hmm. life skills. I've been hustling my whole life. So, I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, I just been getting over. And then the well ran dry. So, I'm like, shit, nigga, I'm just here. My last little bit of money I got. And so, anyway, fast forward, I had some, you know, I got inspired. I do this shit. And I got these laughs, nigga. And that shit made me keep coming back. Mm-hmm. Like, it made me be like, oh, there's something there. And then I bombed.
1: For mad long after that, yeah. But I was still hooked off the first. Oh, but you knew, like, all right. I got something. I gotta figure it out how to how to how to connect.
0: Yeah. So, but like for you, like you was that the first time that you when niggas was like, oh shit.
1: Yeah, on the stage because it was strangers in that club right. too, and then are uh, like. From there, there was actually a dude stopped me and offered me to be in some magazine called Freeze Magazine, and it was right before fifty. And like the whole Green Lantern thing happened. Like Green Lantern was behind. I didn't know who he was at the time. We knew who 50 was. Right. He was going to come up. So, but I didn't, Um, it was like seeing things like that made people question. Yo, cool. What's up though? Yo, what you got going on? You know, and when you hear those questions and people ask you like, yo, son, what's up though? What you doing? What you doing? You know, you feel like I can't slack. I got to be able to do something. I got to be able to tell people I'm doing something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And me doing that. Like I said, I still feel like luck has to come into play. You know what I mean? If it wasn't for that dude filming that one little battle, right, right, right. Not, that, that whole domino effect wouldn't have... You know what I mean? So it's like, I think at at, at a certain point, you got to keep working and opportunity will knock. You, you might you not your, know. You put
0: yourself out there though. That's yeah. the other thing. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it was like,
1: it's luck, but it's also... If, if I didn't you, put myself out there, I wouldn't have got that if call. You what if what you would have had nothing. the cold feet... Mm You know what I mean? Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: I still had to perform. You know what I'm saying? That's 10 dudes I had to battle that day. That's That's a one dude, a grown man that I jumped on stage and and battled out of nowhere. Do you get what I'm saying? So, you know, all that that stuff comes into play. You just have to be ready. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you be ready, you never got to get ready. You know?
0: It's so crazy because I feel like battle... Like, I'm a battle rap fan. I feel like battle rap... Do you ever watch roast battles? Like the comedy shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like it's like a roast. I feel like almost like
1: Oh, it goes hand in hand with comedy and right. roast. It goes Cuz y'all niggas hand-in-hand. is
0: wild witty. Like like on some like metaphors, analogies, like battle rappers I feel like is cuz y'all almost I feel like y'all doing it in slow motion as opposed to without the beat, without the Everything so like the words got to be even stronger because you're hearing everything. Like you're not gonna get thrown off by a dope beat. Like oh this beat is I don't even care what he said till you listen to it ten more times. You're There's like oh that's no what he said.
1: Attention span nowadays the yeah. low attention span nowadays. So for me to be able to rap on the stage for three minutes with just my words, no DJ, no hype man, and for me to keep your interest that says a lot. Right. You know Rick Rose has said recently battle rappers are the best rappers in the world. He was like, because every time we go on stage, it's new material. It's never repeated material. It's always new material.
0: That's the ill shit too. I think for me, like that, I look at because it's like you can't like I host a show every Wednesday night, mm-hmm. O East Side. People come out, so for me to play myself and be like, yo, let me just do the same shit I've been saying uh-huh, the last ten. And the, but the thing that they love, and you know that the thing that people love even more is like, yo, how this nigga got more joints. Every time we see him, he got joints.
1: The creativeness.
0: But did you know that? Because I'm pretty sure, like you said, I think anything, the part of your brain that you're using, you could apply that to anything, whether it be anything. Because at least as far as creative, Mm -hmm. being creative goes. Because it's just the way your brain works.
1: I don't think we grow up knowing we're creatives. All right. Let me ask you this what was the first thing that made you say you want to do comedy? What was the first skit or the first stand-up or the first show? Something made I you say- i seen the way that the older dudes that I like, that not even I liked, like, my
0: pops and my, my uncles and my grandfather, i seen the way that they reacted. The most realist niggas, most serious niggas, don't smile, don't laugh. When something funny happened, when something funny came on, they broke. They broke that stone. They broke, you know what I like mean?
1: like that. And I was
0: like, nigga, they just think of Richard Pryor Whoever wrestling, yo, these niggas just disarm these old grown ass dudes. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was one time I was I got a story like I was about to get beat by my moms and I made her laugh and she didn't beat me. It was on after that. Every time I went out, <laughs> wherever I went, so, And I was like, yo, all of the killers love me, all of the bullies love me. I never got nothing because I was I always knew my power of yo, I could entertain my gab. It's like on the block, I'm the nigga. I'm going to come outside and say some crazy shit. And then you be like, oh, this nigga said, yo, say that shit. Or like, they're going to say it. Or it becomes the a females. word. Yeah. The, the same shit. The females. It's over. Mm-hmm. So what's, what was the first big stage for you beyond the first stage when you was 15, 16?
1: Um, first big stage that actually was rapping, on um my man, Billy the Kid, me and him used to go to the open mics in the pyramid. Okay. And um, he won and I came in second place. But we was part of the same crew. So they flew us to Virginia and we opened up for little Wayne and all uh, the clips when uh when little Wayne did uh something like my daddy told Her. so we opened up for them down there and that was man, that was like 20,000 people Jesus. like I just remember looking and you couldn't see the end like you couldn't see like you just could see people and I was like this is crazy that shit was lit but then as far as me, like Cortez, yeah, I would probably say on a battling tip. The it first was, one. The first one that was big, of course, URL stages. But the huge crowd was probably when I went to London. When I went to London, um, we flew out there for two, two days, back to back. It was like a big battle event out there. Me, Clips, DNA, Arsenal, right?
0: You should celebrate yourself every day.
1: We in the hotel. We get. We had a terrible travel travel issues. Whole bunch of crazy shit, bro. They put us on a bus for for well. They flew us into London, and then they had to fly. They then then they had to take us to Leeds, U K. Leeds, U K. and London is five hours apart, mind you. Leeds has an airport, so why did they fly us into London <laughs> when they could have just flown us straight to Leeds? So we get to London. We got to check in the hotel for the night, and we got to get up at five in the morning to catch to catch an uber for all of us and the uber's taking us to the bus and they tell us it's a personal bus for us right so i'm like all right boom we get up me and austin smoking in the hotel room they kick us out the hotel right in the morning (laughs) nah in the middle of the night dude bust in and found the little fucking grandma bud and kicked us out and all is we in london we don't know what we're doing Boom, that's drama. It's raining, it's pouring, whatever. We get up in the morning, we go get the bus. It's a double decker bus. We get on the bus, we realize that there's mad people on the top of the bus. We're like, what the fuck is this? We thought it was like a private bus. When we get on, it's all our fans that are going to the event. Oh, that's lit though. At Leeds, but they don't tell us that. And we're all trying to memorize our bars. Yo, these, and we're on the bus with them for five hours, right. they did not leave us alone, and we're not trying to be rude or nothing, this is the first time they get to see their favorite battle right. right, right. But at the same time, could have told us that, mm-hmm. you know, first off, I want to dress a certain way. If I know I'm traveling, I'm going to throw on some basketball jokes yes. and some slippers and be chill. So you know, so finally we get to Leeds, we check in our hotel, they tell us be ready in two, three hours. We all going through our stuff, our material, blah, 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 blah. All right, boom, they pick us up. We they say they drop us off. When we pull up, it looks like a castle. It's a university, the University of Leeds. But it looks like a vintage castle, which is you know it's London. That's how they shits looking all that. Um We get ushered in through the back. Like 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 we got fucking uh secret service. <laughs> so like the fuck is this? Like I'm bugging. And when we walk in through the back terminal and we going down the stage, you hear, <sighs> <sighs> you hear the crowd. I'm like, yo, yo, y'all hear that? And the Eclipse is like, yo, that sounds crazy. DNA's like, yo, that sounds crazy. I'm like, what the fuck? And we go through the curtain. And it's like when the wrestlers walk through the curtain and they just be like, and the, the whole building goes crazy. Yo, we walk through the curtain. They went so crazy. My heart jumped out of my chest, bro. I was like, what is this? this is crazy. It's easily 2,000, 2,500. Just there. For battle rap? Crazy, That's son. Crazy.
0: How many Created people?
1: 25, maybe 3,000. And this is the first night. Okay. So we got to do two nights back to back. So I'm like, yo, this is ridiculous. So we going through and the fans are grabbing us and giving us pants all. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. When we go on stage, man... I said the first bar that I Y'all was had, battling
0: each other or it was London nah, people? we
1: was battling the London town. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And um it was like the best dudes from London versus some of the best dudes in the Y'all was like and, the dream team of Battle Exactly. Battle. Yeah, we yeah. went out there. So <coughs> excuse me. So when we all started battling, I went first. I wanted to get out the way. Yeah. And, you know, off my first four bars, as soon as I said that first line that- that hit that first punchline, the building went crazy. Yeah. It was like it all went away and I was like, Oh yeah. That's crazy. And then once <laughs> once, once they react to that first one, yeah, 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 it's yeah. like, all right, I'm in my bag. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta I mean? You gotta clean out your bag. hand. Yeah, I'm in my bag. So boom, once I once I got that out the way, I was like, All right, cool. Boom, and then from there it was just smooth sailing. Then R's went, then D went and then it was crazy. Then we had to go back the next day and do another event and it sold out the same way, same thing and Bananas, bananas, and then that was like what really opened my eyes. I was like, "Yo, this is this is this is different." You yeah. know what I mean? Like this is crazy because we had never left the country before. We knew New York. We could get battles out here. I didn't really know nowhere else I could get battles. Not Cali. Not nowhere. So London was the first place I went besides Toronto. And then when I went to you know Toronto was huge, right, right? And then I start going to Cali, and then I start going all over the country, and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Like this is really something that, that that's caught on, you know. And I'm I'm probably the I am the biggest Latino in the history of battle rap. So you just say you like the big pun and, of uh, battle rap? Yeah, yeah. Facts. <laughs> Fact. You know what I mean? Like I have right, the right. most views. I'm the most recognizable, and and I've battled in London, Canada. Europe, Canada, the, the United States, and then I just came home for Australia. Uh, That's crazy. uh How six was that? months ago. Bananas. I did two cities out there. I did Melbourne and then I did um Brisbane. Sure. And that was like bananas. but I heard like I don't know. I met a
0: lot of Australian people doing comedy. I've never been there, but they seem fucking nice as shit Yo, bro, like, just on some regular Australia is lit. You'd be like, Melbourne, they be, they be go like, to Melbourne. They'd be son. like, no worries, mate.
1: You be like what? Melbourne dude? is lit, son. Joints is out there, bad joints is out there. The weather's beautiful out there, it's clean, and it's like a a New York vibe. Okay, it's such Melbourne. Melbourne's like a New York vibe, like the clubs is lit, everything is lit, and then the battles popping too. So I was like, yo, this is crazy. I was out there for two weeks chilling. You battle? Who'd you battle? out Battle a dude named Dundee, um, <laughs> Dundee, which is real typical, right? Real typical, right? A dude uh, named Dundee and a, and a dude named Cortex. Ah, that's like on, that's son. like a fake me from out there. So like, yo, this is crazy, but ah. I killed them both. I mean, but you know you... what I mean? It was just it was just crazy. that I looked at it like that. I was like, yo, this is this is crazy. Yo,
0: you ever took an L like you could, a memorable L on stage? Like your for you remember your first L? If you ever, I don't really because it says I, I looked you up. They say you did sixty seven joints 67. on the on the record. I'm pretty sure it's more that they don't mm-hmm. know about. I'll but say, like, would you say so? Like even that? So like. Do you remember taking your first L, and then what made you come back after well, that
1: shit? Well, there's, I only have, you know, you battles aren't judged nowadays. Mm-hmm. On oh, very few are, but um, my very first like L where I felt like I lost. There's a, there's a difference personally. Yeah, personally, personally. Di- yeah, L, yeah like it, against felt. Averb, against Averb okay. in St. Louis, I felt like because I went into that battle thinking I had it all. And I learned a lot in that battle I learned about the home crowd A verb is from St. Louis St. Louis, Louis. Okay. And I battled them in St. Mm-hmm. Louis And I got my ass You woke. thought it was sweet You thought it was sweet I thought it was sweet I went in there I'm talking on being okay And he was not fucking with me at all I'm saying nigga They don't fuck with that he Spanish guy saying nigga What? They think I'm Mexican They're like what? Yeah. Hell they did not fuck with me at all I got no love And I was seeing some shit But I got no love And I was like God,
0: Did it the happen way. like so in comedy like I got you got punchlines, I got punchlines. So if you're punched at you in your mind, you
1: like this is a hot yeah, and then Virgil hit combo. Was superb. Okay. Was A1 superb I sat there I was like damn he, he smoked me. You know, I mean, I've never left the ring, felt like somebody was a better rapper than me. I could leave the ring and say, Yo, he had a better game plan. Mm-hmm. Yo, I didn't really put in all my work. I was busy, I had a lot of shit going on, he was focused. Okay, I can I can deal with that. But I won't deal with me leaving the ring feeling like someone's actually better than me. Right. I take pride in how good I can rap. So that time I kind of felt like that. And then from there I went on a rampage. I went, uh, that was like 2014 that happened. 2015, 2016, and 2017 I might have took, out of those sixty seven, sixty eight 68 battles, mm-hmm. I might have took 35 to 40 of them in those three years. Like crazy I started collecting all the bags I can, and just smoking anybody. I didn't care if I didn't care if it was a a low name guy, or a high profile battle, or or or, or battle in fucking Idaho, and they got a couple bands for me, and I go out there. But I went on a rampage of anybody could get it, and so I did basically- that just to just to, and I also did that because. You know, when you get to a certain point, like Mayweather or, or, or anybody that's a big fighter, they only gonna fight maybe once or twice a year, mm-hmm. you know? And you're not sharpening your sword. With rap, you gotta sharpen your sword. So I felt like, damn, man, I was only battling like once or twice a year. I gotta get into this, like, like get into a little bit more man, and put in more work. And when I started doing that, it started coming to real easy. You hear know what I'm saying? So from there, I was like, yo. All right, and then from there, I just started figuring out a lot of game plans, a lot of smooth shit, a lot of slick shit to say, how to do it, deliveries, working on certain wings. And then right now, where I'm at now is like that's why last year was such a big year for me because I said, okay, now I can chill, and now I'm a cherry pick who I want, and I'm and I put on classics last year. Mm. Do you
0: think so? Basically, you think the Averb joint yeah, propelled that you? Yeah,
1: I always give them credit for that. Okay. I always tell them there's a day going to come too. I'm going to get back in the ring. Nah. You know?
0: Yo, I heard, I was listening to one of your recent battles and you was like, because I'm a dude, I dropped out, I don't know, I dropped out in like eighth grade, so I don't really. But I love to learn. I'm a comic, so I got to learn. I'm learning shit. You ever feel like, damn man, if I knew what I knew now, I would have stayed in school? Nah?
1: Huh? Nah. Nah.
0: I was talking to my homegirl earlier. I was like, I see a nigga get shot in the face before, like, first period. when You know, when you wait outside mm-hmm. of school before you dis- the bell. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, I don't think I got to go to school no more. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm going to get shot on my block. Fuck, I'm going go to go over there to get shot. <laughs> get shot. Nigga, <laughs> fuck out of here. They got security, uh, airport metal that. detector. I'm like, nigga, I'm going to stay home. Mm-hmm. But I love to learn. So I'll be on some, like, it just, and then, I don't know, man. I just love to learn. But, like, you said a word, man. You said abacus, man. In the
1: battle. Oh, abacus. You said, I was like, yo, abacus? And then you said, something something like an activist. Yeah, yeah, the moves calculated with tool. I said, my moves are calculated. The tool is like an abacus. I'll be marching with the pole in the streets. I'm an activist. Come on, man. Abacus nigga, yeah. I don't yeah. even know what that means. Yo, let me tell you how it comes across. So sometimes you think of a word, and I you start. I start rambling all around words, and right. I be like, ratchetus, ratchetist, abacus, abacus. I said, "What the fuck is the abacus?" Ugh, shit, hold on. Let me see what abacus is. I went. <laughs> I looked it up, <laughs> and it said it's like like some shit with the numbers. Right, right. So it's like oh, that's the with shit th- th- with th- the circles. Yeah, yeah the, the fucking school. old school shit. So yeah. Damn. So I said, so I said, I said, but it said you calculate like that. It's like a calculator or some shit. Yeah, that's. The I shit. still don't know how to do it, but that's the I was like, yeah. shit that you But to I do said my shit. moves are calculated. Mm. The tool is like an abacus. You know what I'm saying? So and the, and the abacus is a tool. I was like, ah, right, I could play with that. Smart out here, right. son. Don't be
0: thinking niggas. <laughs> yo, you, have, yo. I
1: so why I be thinking too. Like, yo, yeah, that's if, hilarious.
0: son. If niggas had Google back in the day, bro, why would you have to go to school, son? You could just Google anything you wanted you to want. directly. Like, yo, directly. You don't have to put bullshit in your brain that you don't need to know. I needed like, info. You know what I mean? What would you What would you tell a kid in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn? like from the old, last of the Mohicans type of kid, mm-hmm. not the new kids that's there that's going to the special schools with mm-hmm. no peanuts and none of mm-hmm. that. I'm talking about kid from around the way, because then you got to kind of look at it two different, I think now, because it's like, it's kids going to the park and seeing Bleak or having these type of images where they get something that's obtainable. Now you look at a dude on a unicycle. And you're like, man, maybe that's my next move. There's a kid on the block right now that's like, maybe I cross over and get into the, the unicycle game mm-hmm. or whatever. <laughs> you don't know. But then there's also the kid that's like, yo, let me pump this pack. Let me join this gang. Let me yeah. get somebody a buck fifty. Let me go the wrong route because it's easier and there's no hope there. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you tell that kid? Yo, that shit's astonishing, bro. Like, if I, if like, say if I was your nephew or something back in the day, I'm a young kid and my my uncle, all my pops, whatever, if you was my pop, say, for example, you already setting the lit ass example of like, yo, yo dad, yo uncle, yo uncle Cole, what you going to go do today? You going to go battle somebody? Where it's like, nigga, that already put something in somebody's head like, oh, I could do, like, when them niggas be like, yo, yo, Uncle P, what you about to go do, comedy in the city tonight? That shit makes something like, make me feel like, yo...
1: I gotta do it because he's looking at me. You know what he's I mean? Me. Yeah. But you
0: also showing them like, yo, this is another fucking way though, and even for you, I think it's like it's it's a unique way of like you had, excuse me, you had, you kind of had your own vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like you had the confidence on your side out of the gate.
1: But you know, it's a lot of times where like a lot of artists. They get that OG around. It might not be a father figure, but it might be somebody that's in the streets that'll keep them out the streets. Mm-hmm. I necessarily didn't have that. You know what I mean? A lot of my my peoples around me influenced the street shit. Right. You know what Absolutely. I mean? So the ignorance I thrived off of, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I've had a lot of close calls from like you know like certain situations. You know where it was like. Man, I got to do something else. You feel what I'm saying? From shootouts to, to to fights to certain brawls to certain situations. Just you see how things turn out, and you got to be the dude. You can't live in the moment. Like, a lot of kids, like that kid growing up in bed style right now that's from that era, he more than likely lived in the moment because we don't think about tomorrow. All we think about is, yo, son, what time is it right now? Yo, it's 744, the game going to come on by nine. Yo, I'm about to go get some ball right now. We're going to go get this Henny. I'm going to go watch this game. I'm going to go call the bitch over. And that's it. All right. That's all he's thinking about. To the next day. He's not thinking about tomorrow. He's not thinking about getting up tomorrow to do a job interview. He's not getting up tomorrow to go to school. He's not getting up tomorrow to figure out if, it's, if there's even money, if food in the fridge or his mom's got like They're not they're day to day. And when you stuck like that, you will wake up and you will be 30, 40 years old and am like, where the fuck did everything go? Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have to have certain people around you that are doing things. You know, I wanted to be that person. I wanted to give my team hope. You know, everybody that was under me started rapping or started producing or started engineering something, making clothes or mm-hmm. or, or, or something that I could sit there and say, yo. My influence in my hood is huge. When you think of Myrtle Ave, you're not going to think of many other rappers before you think of Cortez. You might think of Jay-Z, all right, what I'm going to do with that, right, I can't can't pass that, right, that's the GOAT. But then it's like, there's not many other rappers that you would say rap to Myrtle. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I rapped Myrtle. Like, you right. feel what I'm saying? Like, so that shit is solidified to me. You know what I mean? I got records with Method Man. I've been joints with Cassidy. I've I've worked with certain artists that they sit there and be like, they be on Myrtle and they'll hit me. Yo, boy. Yo, I'm out in your hood. You know what I mean? Kid Capri and, and, and legends that I sit there and be like, damn, like I'm a stamp right. for that hood. Right. You know what I mean? So my influence is crazy. You know what I mean? I've went back to the hood and... Been on some regular shit and sweats and a tee, playing ball with my niggas, and then go to the store to go get some, and, and somebody will see me and be like, yo, yo, I remember you when you was young, yo, I be seeing you on the YouTube now, I remember when you was a kid, yo, I see you on World Star, whatever, and to me, that shit is motivation, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> Even like last year, right? When I was in high school, I had flunked out of math one year, whatever, and um. I never got along with this teacher. And I, you know what I mean? You know how that shit go. Mm-hmm. I ain't fuck with her, she ain't fuck with me, whatever. And she found me on Facebook cuz my my best friend, my best friend, he went to high school with me, but his um his aunt raised him and shit and she was like a guidance counselor in her school, whatever. So, she passed away. So, you know, he always used to come to my crib. Like, if he couldn't stay with her, because he was like, he ain't had no place to be like that. He used to come to my crib. When we got older and shit like that, we held each other down. That's my best friend to this day, my nigga Reezy A1. His, his his aunt passed away. His aunt passed away. We went to the funeral, you know, and I bumped into that teacher and a few other teachers. And, you know, and then, you know, they seen on the Facebook and they was like, yo, like, they shook my hand, like, Yo. You did it. Bro, way did like, not go like, to jail. Like, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yo, you used to be rapping all the time. We remember you in the hallway, we doing. And you really went and set the bar. Right. you know. And I opened doors for for a lot of the other kids, right. and they respect that. You know what I mean? Even if they don't understand it, because a lot of people, like even my mom, my mom didn't understand rap. My mom was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Man? Like, right. Go right. to school and go get a job." Like, what right. are you talking about? My mom was just done with me. Was this the first thing that
0: people actually like your your family? And your close people
1: But like Oh shit this Well the Hand it, battle The Holling Hand battle Once I did that I'm just saying battle, Like battle Like
0: is this the Was this the first Like you ain't do nothing Prior to this Nah That motherfuckers Nah, was nah like, they
1: always knew They always knew From from 14 My mother was like My mother even says I used to sing When I was a baby Like, okay. that, like when I was a kid But my mom's you know, she didn't really care for it that much. She always was like, "You need to back up. You need to back up." But when that Hollahan battle happened, and I told dude about all, all, all the stuff, and and it went so viral, and it had such an impact. That battle, like, they used that in AA programs. They used that battle to to fucking change a whole bunch of things. Like, like, like I've had people stop me and say I got off drugs because of that round. Oh wow! So like, when my mother seen that. And then my mother seen like the comments and all that, like that made my mother proud. Right, right, right. She was like, yo, you fucking did that? Like, yeah, <laughs> hey, like you know what I mean? Like papa, you hungry? And, and, yeah, like, and then oh, yeah. and then from there, she was like, I'm gonna support you. You know what I mean? Because she seen that it wasn't like it was forced. I just did something so positive and it went so crazy. She was like, you know what? I got you. You know what I mean? I see now. And then when I do a record with Met the Man, it kind of like solidifies like, all right, I'm doing the right thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like she can't, you can't argue with me. I'm not, and I don't ask my moms for nothing. Like I'm self-dependent. She know, like I ain't broke. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? Like I come to the crib, yo, ma, what you need? <laughs> like I'm not broke. Uh, my son is taken care of and that's all she, that's all she cares about. She's like, my son needs some. I don't bother her about nothing. She'll just see my son with new sneakers. Yo, yeah, daddy got me this. Daddy got me. Like, you know what I mean? So she so I'm responsible as a father. The bills are paid. And I'm doing what I love. And that's all she cares about. You know what I mean? She always tells me, yo, always have a backup just in case, but I'm going to support you what you do because I see right. what you know.
0: Yo, my dude, appreciate it. What do you tell the kid in the hood uh, that doesn't have the fucking, you know, I guess the mentor doesn't have the, maybe even has, maybe he thinks he has a skill, mm-hmm. but it's like overshadowed by the lack of hope or whatever it is, you know, shit that happens in the hood that make you don't follow your dreams. What do you tell that needs
1: kid? To create, yeah, I, think, I, I think he needs to create. I think he needs to... He needs to set his goal And don't deter from the goal Even if it's Set a goal for a year or Two years, whatever Graduation, whatever And then set yourself points on how to achieve that major goal by saying, okay, look, by this time I'm going to do this. By this time I'm going to do this. By this time I'm going to do this so I can do this. You know, but always never be afraid to invest in yourself. Never be afraid to believe in yourself. Though You have to be a believer before anyone else is going to be a believer. So if you have no hope, no one else is going to have hope. When people see that you believe in yourself and you doing something like you with comedy or me with rapping or whatever it is that you do, then someone is gonna sit there and be like, man, I'm fucking him, son. He's trying to do something different. It's easy to be in a game. It's easy to drop out of school. It's easy to shoot somebody. It's easy. Cause everybody's doing it. How about you be the different person? You know what I'm saying? How about you go the harder route and and show people that there's more to, to life than just colors and, and and guns you feel what I'm saying that's what I would tell him.
0: yo thank you for doing the interview uh, appreciate it uh, you got a battle coming up soon
1: yeah on the 12th North Carolina smack URL Cortez versus Ryder uh, it's already sold out I think but y'all can get the pay-per-view URL TV uh, watch battle dot live that's gonna be crazy you know what I mean and just what check dude. out the music
0: yo I appreciate Olive. you bro
1: My guy.
0: better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to
1: you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues